I was finishing, but I didn't. I was almost. We'll finished. just start over. Start around three. No. Yeah, go. So much to say. Okay. So much to say. So much to say. Well, so and then much I was to say. So much to say. Listen to me, please. I was so doing. much to say. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. It's that time. It's Tuesday, time for a brand new podcast. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to watch this. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and click that little bell if you're watching on YouTube so that you know when content is available the second it comes out. You can also subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Well, today I'm being joined by my wife, Jessica. Hello. Um, we've been married for seven years. Seven years. Seis, for those of you who speak Spanish, um, because we have so many Spanish-speaking people watching us. I think one of our kids are up upstairs. I hear them. We do these at night when the kids go to bed, and we keep our fingers crossed as to whether or not they're going to come down, hoping that they don't come down. So, uh, But today, Jessica is going to be joining me. Uh, she actually is a part of every podcast, just in a little bit of a different way than you may know. She is the, the production help that makes this happen. She helps film. She helps make sure I don't look stupid. Uh, she tries to help me not say anything stupid. Sometimes she's successful, sometimes not. But um, today, she's coming on the front end of the camera to hang out and just talk about some scripture, talk about the word of God, and we're actually going to be doing this together for the next three episodes. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. Tell us a little bit about what we're going to be doing. We're going to be diving into Hebrews 12, which is really a chapter about perseverance and pressing forward. Um, and what that looks like for today, there's a lot of us that deal with loneliness, a lot of us that deal with just hardships and, and everyday life. And, uh, Chapter 12 really is a great encouragement in pushing us forward and helping us to live life to the fullest. Yeah, so if you've got a Bible, you can turn with us to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to read the first three verses this week, and then we'll continue in the next couple of weeks to unbox the rest of the chapter. So let's look at this together. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So there's a lot to unpack in this chapter, and specifically in these three verses, there's a lot of content. But the first thing that we see in this passage is the word therefore. And therefore is just like it is in like normal English class, it's important that you see it and understand that what's behind it matters. What, what it was read before that word matters in context of what you're about to read. I had a professor in college that used to say uh, that if you want to know what therefore is for, you have to look behind it to know what it's there for. Get it? Because it, it's, it's a play on words. Anyway. Ahead of it. Yes, that's ahead of it. I like it. I, it's helped me. It's been helpful to me. Don't you judge me. And so when we look behind chapter 12, what we see is chapter 11, obviously, because 11 precedes 12. So chapter 11 is what a lot of people call 
a hall of faith chapter or just a, a chapter on faith. And it lists all of these people that trusted God in their life and, it, and their faith was what helped them live the life that God had for them. It helped them live God's best life for them. And so when we look at that passage, it even tells us at the end of chapter 11 that it, their faith was commended to them, like that th they were honored because of their faith. And even though some of them didn't get to see the promise that God gave them fulfilled in their lifetime, they were still commended because of their faith. It's not unlike what Romans says that Abraham's faith was counted to him as righteousness, that his faith is what guided him to God's best for his life. And so I think that there's a, a lot for that. And, he, and it says in this passage that therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to the life of faith. Now, what is he saying? What is he or she saying? That because we can see all of these people that have gone before us in scripture, we can see how they trusted God. We can see when, that they had faith when it didn't make sense to have faith, but they still trusted God. Their faith is like a cloud, a cloud of witnesses to us that trusting in God works. And I think that that is really important that we see that history of God's faithfulness, especially when we go through a difficult season. You know, the book of Hebrews is written to basically a group of people who were bailing on their faith. I mean, these are people who were being persecuted and at the very least mistreated because of their faith. And the author of Hebrews is writing to them for two reasons. Number one, to say, don't give up. Don't give up on your faith. But number two, to say, Jesus is better. Living a life where we have faith in Jesus is better than what we saw in the Old Testament. So don't give up on Jesus. Choose to trust. And we can choose to trust God and be in encouraged and built up by the stories that are in the scripture, that we can see their stories and be encouraged by them to live the faith, the life of faith that God has for us. Right. And the second part of that is also, it talks about, it says, lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely and let us run the race with endurance um, that is set before us. And really what that's talking about, I mean, all of the stuff in the Bible can be relevant to what is happening in our lives today. And, um, laying aside every weight and every sin, we do have weights on us, whether it's from just past hurts, things that we dealt with in our childhood, um, just relationships that have been broken, just any issues that we've had in our life that haven't been dealt with. Jesus is calling us, God is calling us to throw aside those weights and to deal with those and to get them off of us because he wants us to press forward. He wants us to um, run the race with endurance. He wants us to not be stagnant. He wants good things for us. Um, and from those weights and from those things that are left untreated, those things that we decide not to deal with, honestly, that's where the sin comes from. So um, just dealing with those weights and dealing with those things that are in us and uh, in our hearts that we have yet to focus on, I think is really important um, for us to run the race that Jesus has set before us here in this life today. And like what Edie was talking about, all of those people that, you know, um, chapter 11 mentions really talks about all of those people that dealt with life and, you know, and ran the race and tried their hardest to do what Christ and what God was calling them to do in those moments. Um, and they all had issues. They all had things that they had to deal with. Um, and for me personally, when I was just had Eden, our youngest girl, um, I was dealing with a lot of different issues, um, especially, I mean, I was postpartum 
had postpartum depression, which not a lot of people talk about that, but I'm going to talk about that. Um, cause I think it's important and I think it needs to be said. Um, but there was a lot of things that I was dealing with just in my head about having a baby girl and knowing that I dealt with a lot of stuff as a kid. Um, I didn't have the greatest upbringing. Um, and now I had this girl that was in, you know, my hands that was, I'm, I was going to be her parent and just dealing with those and not wanting to replay, have her live a life of, um, hurt and pain that I dealt with. And just all of these insecurities and all of these thoughts about, um, being a mother was really just bombarding my head. So one day I was praying and, um, almost basically begging God to have someone in my life that I could relate to that someone that has been there that has dealt possibly with these issues, maybe had some things from their past that was brought up somebody that I knew, um, really understood what I was going through and, um, not, but a couple weeks later, a woman in our church approached me and said, Hey, do you want to go to dinner? And before then we hadn't really talked very often. It was, uh, you know, hi, how's it going kind of thing. But she was a well-respected woman in the church. And, um, so of course I'm going to, you know, go to dinner with her. But after a couple of months of doing dinner and really talking my heart out and realizing that I was able to just be open with her and she understood and she was very relatable. She, um, actually told me that she thought God told her to take me to dinner. So it was just amazing that, you know, in that moment in my life, it was a reminder that God was there for me and that God has people in our lives that can really encourage us and press us forward. So that's really what the scripture I think is talking about and not necessarily with depression, but it can be anything from fear to insecurities, um, to anxiety, all sorts of different things that I feel like the scripture is actually talking about to throw those things off. And not only that, but I think it's super important to reach out to God and be intentional in reaching out to God and also reaching out to other people. Um, God has built us to be a people of community and in that community, in those clouds of, in that cloud of witnesses, it's important for us to be encouraged by them, to be encouraged by each other and to be encouraged by all of the people that have went before us and ran the race and did life in Christ for Christ and did what God had called them to do. Yeah, no, that's that's a great that's a great thought. I think that it's so important that we understand um, the the idea that we we aren't supposed to do life alone. Just like you said, we're, we're meant to be in relationship with people, and when we find ourselves isolated, that's when those weights and sin sneak into our life and overwhelm us and cause us to um, to do things that are not pleasing to God. It causes us to live differently than God's best for our life. Let's look at verse two. Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame and is seated at the right hand of God. This is actually one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible uh, because it's such a beautiful picture of how we endure in difficult seasons. This was written to people who were enduring um, persecution, people who were enduring being mistreated because of their faith. And what he's saying here is, do what Jesus did when he needed to endure. That he, with the joy set before him, endured the cross. Well, what is that joy? That joy is him. He's, he's telling us in this passage, the author is telling us in this passage, 
that we're to do exactly the same but opposite of what Jesus did, that we're to look towards the joy set before us. And for Jesus, that joy was us. You're that joy. I'm that joy. Jess is that joy. Those he desired to be in right relationship with. Those who needed Jesus to help us be in right relationship with God. Those who needed God's grace. And because of that joy set before Jesus, we can see in this passage that he's saying, you do the same thing, that our relationship with him, our intimacy with him is what helps us endure, that we're all going to have things that we have to endure in our life. Maybe it won't be religious persecution, but we'll have things that we have to do with. Jessica dealt with depression. I've dealt with anxiety and insecurity in different seasons of my life. We all have things that we need to endure. But the power of this scripture is that there's a joy that we can set before us, that we can trust in Jesus, and we can look towards Jesus because Jesus is better than us being alone. Jesus is better. That community with him is better than us trying to figure it out on our our, our own. And not only that, we can look towards those who've trusted Jesus and see that faithfulness as we see in verse one, and we can endure with them in our life of faith and trust that God's going to get us through it. Yeah, I mean, and that's what the Bible is there for. I mean, it's to see all of these people um, and be encouraged by their stories, be encouraged by what they had to deal with through the struggles that they dealt with, um, and to have encouragement in your life, in your story that you are dealing with currently, and to press forward um, with the people that are surrounding you, whether they are from the Bible or a relationship that you have. In verse three, it says, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted." Especially in the times that we're living right now with COVID and just being so secluded, um, I think being weary and faint-hearted is something that everybody is struggling with right now. Um, And the fact that it is something that we're dealing with is even more important that we are specific and intentional and reaching out to other people and to making sure that we have that connection with other people as well as being specific and reaching out to God and what he says and making sure that we are daily encouraged and making sure that we have people that are surrounding us, cheering us on in life and reading the scriptures and looking through the stories and understanding that there were people that went through a lot of hardships and went through a lot of things and also grew weary and faint-hearted, but it says right here, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility. Christ himself endured hostility from people. Christ himself was persecuted. Christ himself dealt with a lot of issues and a lot of struggles and a lot of pains, um, and he was the son of God, yet he still made it. He still did what God called him to do. He still persevered. He still pushed through, um, and he is what we look up to and inspired to be today. Yeah, I think that for so many of us, when we go through these kind of seasons that are difficult, that are, as as Scripture says, faint-hearted seasons, I think the sad part is, and we, I think we all do this naturally, that we end up pulling away because of our stress, because of our lack of energy. We pull away from the things that actually give us strength. Yep. Uh, I know when I got COVID uh, earlier last year that one of the things that helps me physically is cycling and getting on a bicycle and going and riding, you know, 20, 30 miles at a time. It makes me feel better physically. I sleep better. Everything about it gives me a, a better physical um, 
life. I mean, I just feel better. But COVID took me out of doing that for a minute. And it's it's difficult when you stop doing something for a while that even though you know it benefits you, it's healthy, it's hard to get back into that rhythm. And so when we go through seasons that are faint-hearted, we find ourselves accidentally not doing the thing that we want to do and not doing the thing that we know will help us because we're, we're busy or we just don't feel um, ready to do it, or we just don't have the motivation to do it. But we're to be those people who endure and choose in those seasons to still jump in and spend time with God because it's what is actually going to help us get through that season. Yeah. It's actually what's going to help us move forward uh, and get through the difficult th- things that we're dealing with now. It's not over. I mean, we're still dealing with a pandemic. We're still dealing with craziness all around us. But when we choose to have security in God and choose to have that as our foundation in our life, it's what's going to help us get through that season even that much better than we would have on our own. It's important to be intentional. Otherwise, your mental health is just going to suffer. We need those relationships. We need that community. We need that closeness. We need to be encouraged by the Word of God. We need to be encouraged by Christ. We need to be uh, strengthened, especially now and even and today, we don't really deal with persecution as much as they did back in biblical times, but we have these changes in um, just how the world is thinking and cultures. Um, so we need to be intentional in strengthening ourselves and knowing that Christ is for us and He is with us and that um, we need Him and others in order to persevere and to run this race run this race, and to run it well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, get in the Word of God with us today. We're going to do this uh, for two more weeks where we're just going to go through uh, Hebrews chapter 12, and I hope that you'll join us over the next couple of weeks. Uh, And if this has been encouraging to you, if it's made a difference in your life, Take just a second, share it with some people. You can share it by clicking the share button on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You can send it to somebody in a text. You can share it on your social media, however you want to do that. Help us share this word with other people. Until next time, thanks for watching the Andy McMillan Podcast.